0: Today's episode is sponsored by Sparkloop. Sparkloop is the number one newsletter growth platform. I'm in the Sparkloop Partner Program, and within the first week, I saw my email list grow by over 12,000%. That's insane. Their newsletter growth strategies and options are the most affordable rates I have ever seen on the market. I'm no longer paying between $5 and $10 per acquired email through online ads. Now, I pay as little as $1 for warm emails that stay on my list and engaged for over 30 days. Everything is customizable in SparkLoop, and they will set you up with a team member to help you through the process. Head on over to CallanBrecon.com forward slash SparkLoop for more details, or just click the link in the show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Email is still one of the most powerful tools we have today when it comes to marketing. In fact, email ROI is an impressive $36 for every $1 spent as reported by HubSpot. If you aren't using and utilizing an email list and nurturing that list with at least one email a week, I can guarantee that you're losing out on revenue. Not only are you probably losing out on revenue, you're also losing out on the opportunity to build genuine and strong connections with the people on your list who you want to have supporting you. This goes for everyone from solo entrepreneurs all the way up to big businesses. Actually taking the time to build a connection and a relationship with the people on your list is going to mean more revenue down the line. It also means that when you launch a new product or service, your list will be used to hearing from you and engaging with your emails, so they'll be more likely to actually take the actions you want them to take. Email seems to be having somewhat of a renaissance right now, with folks feeling overwhelmed and exhausted by social media. They want to hear from a select few that they know, like, and trust about the things that are important to them. The big question is, are you gonna be that trusted source they turn to? Welcome to the Business Gay Podcast, where we talk about all things business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Callum Breckin, and on today's episode, I have Creative Director of ConvertKit, Charlie Marie. Charlie is a designer, writer, and a content creator who is passionate about helping designers to succeed in their careers. She works remotely as the creative director for ConvertKit, the leading creator marketing platform. And as a creator herself, she spends her time hosting the Design Life and Inside Marketing Design podcast, as well as creating weekly content for her over 220,000 YouTube subscribers about life and work as a professional designer. Together, we're going to be going on a deep dive of why email marketing is more important than ever in today's market, as well as what you can do to start building and growing your email list today. Now, let's jump in with Charlie. All right. Well, it is so exciting to have you here, Charlie. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Excited to be here and excited uh, for the growth you've had on ConvertKit and to you know share some more insights into how we run things as a company.
0: I know, right? So I've loved ConvertKit for a very, very, very long time. I believe I found it through Amy Porterfield. Um, And then just growing as a business, you have to have email. So that's what we're going to be jumping into today. So with that, let's just jump right into it. In your own words, why do you feel email marketing is so important for creators and businesses?
1: I think email is important because it's a space that you can own. You know, we we put a lot of focus as creators and and as a business into growing on social media because it's a good way to get a lot of reach and get in front of people, you know, but... As we also know that social media companies, they can change their algorithm anytime they want, and that can seriously impact the reach you have and like the way you can access um, and reach your audience. Whereas email is like, it's been around for a long time and for a reason, you know, it's a way to directly go from from you into your subscribers inbox, um, algorithm be damned. And uh, that's why I think it's really important for creators to do that, have that one-to-one connection
0: with- A hundred percent. A hundred percent agree. And like just some quick stats. I think I've read this off the top of the, the episode, but like- spend is like an impressive $36 return, usually return on investment with email marketing. So it is not dead people. It is very much alive (laughs) and well and doing amazing. Do you have any other stats that you might be able to share around email marketing that you might have just in the back of your mind?
1: Ooh, I did not prepare any off the back of my mind. (laughs) I will say that as as a creator myself, um, my email list is one of my most engaged places that I reach my audience I have a YouTube channel that has like 220,000 subscribers something like that and I'll get maybe a few thousand views per video I have an email list that's about 18,000 subscribers and a good like 45 to 50% of them open every newsletter that I send and so the YouTube like Channel numbers might look more impressive, but the email list is where I know I'm actually reaching people more often. So a hundred percent. And that's and the exact dead. same. <laughs> the
0: exact same thing is I see. I'm my average really? open rate is about 46% <laughs> right now. Um nice. and then the average click-through rate is like 4.1, 4.11. So it's like I want the open or for the click rate to go a little higher, but I still know that for industry standard, those are above industry standard. And it's oh, yeah. like That's great. how you play into it and how you actually nurture the people that you're, I guess, sending your email to. It's not about marketing in the old sense of like all these crap emails you used to get where people are just literally just selling things. It's you're sharing a journey and you're sharing your journey with the people who actually want to read about it. And you're helping them. And that's where I think that an email list can really grow and really get those high engagement rates and high open numbers. So that's amazing. Um, ConvertKit has positioned itself as the go-to marketing hub for creators. How has the company been growing to support their users? Because I know that there's lots of new things that have come about, lots of new things that Mm -hmm. are coming. Um, So what are some things that ConvertKit has been doing to kind of find their way into the market?
1: Yeah, well, you sort of touched on it in saying that we're for creators, right? This has always been at the heart. Um, ConvertKit was started by Nathan, our founder, uh, ooh, over 10 years ago now. We just had our 10-year anniversary in January 2023. Mm-hmm. But he started it because he, as a creator, was finding other email tools lacking. And he was like, it's just that they're built for these like different types of businesses. A creator business is very different. It's kind of like this mix of B2B, B2C, like... You know, you're an individual, but you're also a business and you got different needs. And so that's always what we've been trying to do is build email marketing features and tools, marketing tools, um, monetization tools, but for creators specifically. So they're always going to be who we have at the top of mind. Um, I think we do have some like, um, you know, more, more classic small businesses or like real estate companies using ConvertKit, but they're not the people that we think about when we build features no offense to them. If they're finding value in the product, that's great. But we think having that focus on creators is what's setting us apart and what's allowing us to continue to serve our our main custom, customer base of creators. Yeah,
0: Awesome. And I'd have to agree, as somebody who's done email marketing before, um, I was with, I'm not going to say who the provider was, but it was very <laughs> clunky and very stuffy. And when I came over to ConvertKit and I tried it out um, for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, this is just so much more... Oh, easy to nice. use. And I also really loved the visual automations because people learn differently mm. and understand the world differently. And being able to like have the visual aspect of it, to be like, okay, it goes here and then this goes here and then this happens. And then this email gets sent out. And just being able to like mentally see that and visually put that out there made it so much easier for me to actually understand what was going to happen when somebody signed up on the list and what emails they were going to get and that it wasn't going to get messy. Because sometimes you're like, you can have so many emails that you're like, okay, uh, I don't want them to get like 30 emails on the same day. Like you got to yes. paste things out. And I did, a, I really appreciated how sleek and easy the hub was to use. So I can definitely say that you are there for the creators and it just, it comes across in the product that you can tell it's built for creators because it's visually stimulating and also easy to <laughs> <use>. <laughs>
1: I love hearing that. Yeah, I agree. As a creator myself, I love visual automations too. Um, and I think creators are visual people usually, right? And so that does that does make sense. Yeah. Something came to mind actually because um, you asked like what we're doing to continue to support creators. Uh, We launched a feature earlier this year called Creator Network, which is a way for creators to support other creators, which um, we think is pretty cool. And it's, it's really helping. I know me personally, I've had like a serious, like hockey stick type um, list growth because of it, which is really fun. Um, Yeah, it's a way to recommend other creators. So when someone signs up to your list, you see, like these are the creators that I recommend if you want to sign up to them too, and it's a. Uh, it reminds me of the YouTube collaboration days. Honestly, um, I was I've been on YouTube for nearly ten years now, and so that was how you used to grow on YouTube in the early days: was to make a video with another creator, and you'd be on their channel, they'd be on yours, and you're like your subscribers see them and go join them, and that's what the creator network feels like to me. So it's yes. kind of fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I can't remember where it's like borrowing other people's audiences in like a good positive way that it's like, I wanna support the people who support me and I support them. Yeah. And it's like all these people coming together, like, hey, go check out this person. They're super cool yep. or go look over here. They're really cool and doing good stuff too. And it's, we need to support each other, especially in today's economy and the way the world is going right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is almost like, what's the word? Like the diversification of working where it's like, you don't have to just be in the cookie cutter over here. You can work a job and do all those things but like we need to find more ways to support each other and have those small businesses on the side and this is a great way to be able to do that and support that so that everybody's getting a little piece of the pie instead of just like one large group getting or one small group getting a piece of the pie and everybody else kind of just gets the dregs of what are left
1: yeah or like again it's another way that you can grow without relying on social media algorithms right because maybe your tweets or Whatever X posts you're supposed to call
0: them. <laughs> what, is um, it? what is it now? <laughs> <laughs> maybe,
1: maybe yours aren't getting in front of people and they're not getting as much reach as your friends is, but your friends is doing well and they're driving a lot of traffic to their sign up. And then you're getting like a, a little cut of that because they're kind enough to recommend you. Um so yeah, I think it's it's really a nice way for creators to support each other.
0: Yeah. And I totally agree. I never teach any of my clients to build on social media. Not like don't do it but like just don't depend on it because if you are building it you don't own it and it's great Mm -hmm. it's like building it's like building your property on leased land and you're like it's rented you don't actually own the land if they want to come and knock it down clear it away, they can. And so what you want to do is you want to build your email because you own that. That is property you own. Your website is property you own. Those cannot be taken away from you. Social media is meant to amplify that message. And it's great as a tool, but to lean on it completely and depend on that. It's just, it's not as important as some people think it is. And for me, sometimes I just want to look at people and be like, do you just want the vanity of it? Or do you yes. actually want a business?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. I think that it's really easy for us as creators or business owners to find a lot of joy in those vanity metrics. Sometimes they can make you feel good, right? When they're growing and like, oh, everyone can look at my page and see, I've got this many followers. That's not the same for an email list unless you choose to say, right? How many subscribers you have. Um, and so it can kind of be a more private success in a way, um, but you know,
0: the... the vanity
1: metrics are the most important thing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, the likes are always nice, but I I prefer, I guess that maybe I'm more of a private person. I rarely post on social media. Like I'll post on my Mm. Instagram once in a while, but I found that I feel right now, like the world is in a weird switching place with social media. People are being like, oh, I don't like all of this mess. Like this is too much. Mm. It's too loud. It's too shoving things in my face that I don't really want. And I'm finding a lot more people are going towards email again because they find the people they really like, and then they just want to support that people. Have you noticed any new trends happening in ConvertKit in that regard?
1: Hmm. I don't know about new trends, but it's more like maybe that people are realizing what we feel like we've been saying all along is that email is still important. Email is still relevant. And there's a lot of new newsletters springing up. That's that's definitely been really cool to see, that newsletters in particular are having a resurgence. I feel like email marketing maybe never went away. Businesses were always finding value in email marketing, but to run a newsletter where like the email itself is a product, um, that's really still having a moment and people are finding a lot of success and joy in that, which is really cool to see.
0: Yeah, it's definitely having a renaissance. I've noticed that for sure. There's been a lot of like businesses popping up around it and like uh, a lot of um, uh, news reporters and people are putting out those paid uh, paid email subscriber newsletters and they're having yep. a lot of success. And so it's, you know, it is what it is. I want to go back to when you said that you had a big uptick when you released your creator network. And I want to jump into like yeah. the next part, because I did have a giant surge um, my email list grew by over twelve thousand percent in less than seven Ooh. days, uh, which is like an insane number in my head. But I'm like, oh my goodness! And yes, I have the receipts if people want to see. Um, <laughs> I keep a real with my with my crowd. Um, I went from like uh, like sixty five emails because what happened is that I, I left one business and so I cleared my email list of everybody. Okay. I'm like, this is no longer the people I am serving, so I don't want to just have you on my email list. So I cleared it out down to sixty five. And then it was slowly kind of inching up. But then when the creator network came about, and more specifically Sparkloop, when that partnership Mm -hmm. happened, it was like, boof, 850 within a week. And I was like, "Nice, this is huge. So can you tell me a little bit more about the uh, the recent acquisition of the newsletter growth platform Sparkloop?
1: Yeah. So we're super excited to have Sparkloop now as a like ConvertKit subsidiary. We were just on a team retreat last week and I got to hang out with a few of the Sparkloop team. And so that was really cool um, to have them as like part of the ConvertKit family now. We saw Sparkloop just doing great things for creators, like helping them grow, building these growth-focused tools, um, you know, the uh, SparkLoop referrals, Upscribe, which is like their version of Creator Network that's cross-platform, because on Creator Network, you're really just recommending other kit creators. Um, paid recommendations as well through SparkLoop. There's all these ways for creators to grow their audience, but also earn more income as well. Um, and we really like that they're a cross-platform tool that you don't have to be on ConvertKit to make use of SparkLoop. Um, you know, that's that's still the way that it's going to stay. Um, and yeah, we're just excited to be able to integrate SparkLoop more closely into the ConvertKit main product so that you can access a lot of those features without having to leave like the ConvertKit app. Um, yes. as our end goal.
0: And it was uh it was just game changing because the 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 way that it's all laid out so that everybody knows is um, I'm in both. I have my ConvertKit, which I love. And then SparkLoop. when it started, I was like, I have to get on this because I have to try this out. It is one of the most affordable ways to grow an email list that is actually a warm and engaged email list. And that is the biggest part I think people don't maybe know or recognize right now is that if I go out and I'm advertising on Facebook or socials or wherever, Google, what have you, I'm paying... Anywhere from what five to ten dollars for that acquisition, depending on what it is, depending on what I'm trying to get the customer to do. And you're spending so much money on clicks that aren't going to go anywhere. Whereas in the Spark Loop program, I set up the parameters that I was going to have for myself. So I said, okay, I'm going to pay a dollar 25 for each email that I have signed up to my newsletter, but those parameters are still within 30 days. They have to still be on my email list and Mm. engaging with emails. So it's not just like, Oh, the moment they come on, I'm paying for them. It is no, they come on and then they're still engaging with my emails 30 days later, then they get to stay on the list and then you pay for it. And so, you know, all those emails that don't actually continue to stay or they're, you know, cold emails or whatever, they get removed right away through automation systems and ConvertKit, which is also magical. (laughs) Um, And then that way you're building an actually engaged email list that wants to hear about all your stuff and you're paying such an affordable rate for it. It is so insane. So the moment that happened, I was like, I need to talk to somebody at ConvertKit. (laughs) And
1: and even cooler is that you're paying other creators for that too. You're not paying you know, Facebook and Google, they're getting enough money from other sources. Uh, so this is just like just another way for creators to support other creators is to choose to invest their advertising budget essentially into this. Um, and I think you're right. Other people are seeing this too, that it's it's the way to get the engaged subscribers because yes. you're getting, it feels more personal, right? When a creator is recommending another creator than when you're seeing it as like an ad on Instagram or an ad on Google, If someone you trust is saying, hey, you should check this person out, like I've vetted them, I've decided that I want to align my brand to them by recommending them to you, then you're just going to trust them more. And and you're right. It's going to lead to more engaged subscribers. They're going to be more relevant. They're going to be more interested from the get-go. And ultimately, you're supporting another creator by running these paid recommendations too.
0: Yeah. And that was probably one of my favorite parts about it is that I felt so much better about supporting you know, quote unquote, the little guy or the little gal or the little person and being like, making sure that everybody's getting that piece of the pie. And I'm just like, I'd rather spend my money there and support individuals who I also know are entrepreneurs and doing their thing and hustling the great hustle out here. Um, And that made me feel really good about that part of that business. And so I was really excited when this all came about and like started. Um, So you already said you don't have to be on ConvertKit to use SparkLoop, but if somebody is in ConvertKit, how can they get access to the SparkLoop?
1: Yeah, so SparkLoop is included as part of our Creator Pro plan that you'll get like a SparkLoop account. You can run a referral program, you can run paid recommendations and all of that. Um, Anyone can recommend creators who are using Sparkloop though uh, through ConvertKit and Sparkloop. So what that looks like for me is when someone signs up to my list, I have three like recommendation slots um, that get seen. Two of them are free recommendations. So this is just like me recommending mostly other design content creators because that's what I make content about. So it's gonna be most relevant to my list. And I have one slot where I I recommend people from the Sparkloop partner network and I'm being paid to recommend them. So that like you, um, I will get a small cut if if people sign up and choose to become an engaged subscriber of those lists. And you can set that up all directly through the ConvertKit Creator Network feature in the app. Um, Decide how many paid slots you want, how many free slots you want, who you want to put in those slots. If you want it to be randomized, um, you can control it as a creator, which is also different from I think other tools that maybe, you know, the platform itself is deciding what newsletters are relevant to recommend to your audience on ConvertKit, mm-hmm. you are deciding what's relevant to your audience
0: yes and i love that feature because there are people who it's like your friends your genuine friends and people you yeah. genuinely want to support it's like i always want to have you at number one mm-hmm. or in that group yeah. and then everything else can kind of be like randomized like go crazy but like this person always show them because i really really love them and what they're doing um as you know and as being somebody from the LGBTQ community I also take uh uh take it seriously finding out who the other people are in that community and what they're doing and where we align so that I can support Mm. those people because I know that those businesses maybe don't get recommended as much or don't have as much highlight. so I make sure that the the businesses I am choosing have gone through that kind of like okay are they part of the community what are they doing let's do this, let's support. So that always makes me super happy to see, to do that. That's awesome. Um, As a company, speaking of as a company um, and an organization, have you felt ConvertKit has done uh, work to make you feel included and valued as an employee? Because I think this is really important to ask, not just like yeah. you're a rep, but like what have they done to actually make you feel like, oh yeah, I love being here.
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely. So I have been on the ConvertKit team for nearly seven years now. And this is the longest time I've ever been in one job and I would not be here if I didn't think that it was, you know, a great place to work and a a place that I've honestly managed to grow as a person as well as in my career. Um, One of my favorite things about ConvertKit as a company is the level of emotional intelligence on the team. I think it creates this like great psychological safety to like literally be able to cry in front of your workmates and have it not be a big deal (laughs) and I've done it many times let me tell you like so many people on the team have um and it comes from the top comes from leadership Nathan himself is a guy who's very in touch with his emotions in a way that I've never seen in a male leader in business before um and Right on the first time I met the whole company at a team retreat, he was telling us his life story and why it matters so much to him to help create his own a living. And that was because he grew up with his family not having a lot of money. Um, And it led to like, you know, led to troubles for, for his family. And he was crying in front of us. There was about like 25 people in the room, maybe as he told this story. And I saw that happening and I was like, wow, there is a different way to do business. Right, like it doesn't have to be cutthroat and serious, and like leave your emotions at the door. This is focused time. It we're all humans, and, and this is part of it. This is part of how we do our work. Um, and so that's been modeled. Like right from that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I can be myself here, you know. And from then on, I feel like I've just brought my whole self to work every day at ConvertKit through all the ups and downs. Um, and it's it's stayed a great place to work as we've grown as well.
0: I love that. I love that because that's how I am. Like I'm like to be able to see companies like that. And it, it seeps through the work you do. Like you can almost feel yeah. it on the website. You can feel it in the work that you put out and all the workshops because it convert You do tons of workshops and lots of free things for your community. And you can feel that energy and you can feel oh, the I'm love so that is that. there. And that, yeah. that's why it's so different than other platforms that I've used that I'm just like, I can feel the difference in this company. And that's what I want to help promote and where I want the world to move is like, yeah, we're all humans. We all have to make a living, Mm. but we don't have to fit those cookie cutter shapes that we used to have before. Like things change and evolve. Humanity needs to change and evolve. And it sounds like ConvertKit is doing just that and taking care of their people at the same time.
1: 100%, yeah. And that like, honestly, being a company that cares about diversity is a way we can serve the creator community too. There isn't one way to be a creator, and there are, creators don't look just one way, right? Um, creators come from all all different places. Like, there's just such a wide range of creators, and we want to make sure that that diversity is represented in our website, in the content we put out. And so, we do place a lot of focus on that um, because we know how important it feels that to be represented.
0: And it is important. And that's why I asked you to be on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are there any exciting new features being worked on that you might be able to give us a sneak peek at?
1: Ooh, well, something that I know is coming soon um, is creator network recommendations in emails. So right now, recommendations really only happen when someone signs up to your list. So you're recommending creators to new people to your audience. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens when we give you the ability to easily insert like a recommendations block into an email that you're sending out to your already engaged list. Like how many more subscribers can you drive to these people you're recommending? How many more will you get when, you know, uh, creators who are recommending you do the same? How much more can you earn from paid recommendations by doing this? Um, So that's something that's coming up soon that I'm pretty excited about.
0: Amazing. I love it. Um, I actually I really love that because it's gonna make things so much better. Uh lastly, <laughs> I just want to ask if somebody has a large email list um and they want to move over, they've listened to this and they're like, oh, we need to get on convert kit. It just sounds mm-hmm. like a better option. Um, how easy is it for somebody to be able to do that?
1: Yes. Okay, so we have a free migration service that like I, I lead our brand studio team and I recognize that I need to do a better job of making sure people know about this service um, because people are still surprised to, to hear about it. So you're hearing it here. Our, we have a team of experts who know other email tools really well. They know ConvertKit really well. And if you've got a list of, I think it's over 5,000 subscribers, they're going to handle it all for you. Like it's a white glove service where they'll learn from you what forms you want to update, what lists you want to bring over. They'll get it set up in convert it all for free um, if you're oh. if you're signing up to a ConvertKit paid plan. So yeah, go to oh, ConvertKit.com/migrations. Yeah, right. Shebang. We're gonna set oh it up for goodness. you. Oh my goodness,
0: that sounds good because I knew because I like I know CSV files and all that. It's easy to yep. import. I did not realize that they will also go through all of your landing pages and all the things and make sure that those are repurposed and reset up and all that. Yep, and that they, involves. they
1: design email templates so that you can bring that over and have it look the same. Um, I think the, the exact amount of things they do depends on the size of the list you have that you're bringing over, but yeah, definitely reach out to the team. Um, fill out that form on convertkit.com migrations. And, uh, Becky is my team member okay. who has handles that and, um, she'll, she'll get in touch with you.
0: Perfect. I'll make sure um, that that gets added migrations into the uh, the show notes for everybody. Nice. Awesome. Well, is there any last little things, any tips or advice you'd like to give all the listeners out there before we head off today?
1: Ooh, if I give give one piece of advice for finding success with email, is to remember that it's. Like one individual opening your message in their inbox on the other end. So you brought it up before that you don't want to be just like selling to them all the time. No one wants to be shouted at like that. Um, just treat them like a person. Just talk to them. Um, pretend you're writing to them just like you'd write to a friend in Gmail. And uh, I, I promise it's going to go down well and you'll build a really good engaged list who is there and ready to purchase for, from you when you have something um, Oh, I to totally agree
0: fully agree it's it's like that you know that random person who pops out every once in a while it's like hey let's go do this and you're like i don't we see each other once in a blue moon yeah <laughs> you're not going to trust what they have to say but if there's that friend you mm-hmm. see every week and they say something you're going to trust them a hell of a lot more so it's like exactly. you need to nurture your email list like weekly to make sure that you're always top of mind you're always there you're always supporting them so that when you do ask them for something go hey buy this or this product or whatever then they're instantly more likely to be like, yes, because I trust you that no like trust factor is there if you built that sustainably and consistently over time. Well said. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. This has been absolutely magical. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time and I appreciate the work you do over at ConvertKit.
1: I appreciate you too. Thanks for inviting me on and congrats again on your great email growth. Um, Looking forward to hearing about you doubling it again. Awesome. Uh, very soon. <laughs> yes,
0: for sure. Awesome. Thanks so much. See, this is why I love email. It is still so important and valid in today's market, even more so, I would say, than it was before in this overcrowded market. You can sign up and try out ConvertKit's amazing new features at com forward slash ConvertKit. Or if you're looking to migrate your current email services over to ConvertKit, you can go to calumbrecken.com forward slash migrate and that'll take you to that migration page that Charlie was talking about. Both of those links are in the show notes for you. You can also find out more about SparkLoop and how to grow your email list at calumbrecken.com forward slash SparkLoop. Again, that link is in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you really liked today's episode, I would love a star rating from you. The Business Gate podcast is written, produced, and edited by me, Callum Brecken. And if you're looking to start your own podcast or maybe a company podcast, give me a shout at callumbrecken.com. All right, that's it for today. Peace, love, rainbows.